Good morning, you guys. So I was laughing. I'm like, are they going to be able to see me over the... I need a soapbox to stand on. But um, yeah, anyway, I'm a little, I am a little nervous because I'm used to talking to two-year-olds on Sunday mornings. So I'll just, you know, well, it might be maybe my hair, these big old earrings. Is it being it? Sorry if it's bumping. There we go. There we go. Hopefully that'll work. Anyway, yeah, so pray for me because I am a little nervous, but um, I am so thankful for my mom. I know you guys are thankful for your mom, but man, I got a truth-talking mother, you know? If I want the truth, that's who I go to. Mom, she might hurt my feelings, but she's right, you know? (laughs) And uh, I get over my feelings and I'm like, you know what? You're right, mom. And if I uh, need prayer, that's who I want in my corner because she gets the job done. So we are very blessed to have um, a mother of the house, or now Gigi of the house, um, that loves us and will wash your hair at the hospital when you're dying. Chelsea and I were talking about that. She, um, she rolls up her sleeves and does the hard things. And um, I'm thankful for her. And happy Mother's Day, you guys. I just wanna say you guys are doing a great job too because I normally work with you guys, your kids, and um, wow. We are so blessed to have such little treasures and you guys are doing such a good job with them. And the youth, when um, mom was talking about the one service, I'd encourage you guys to come. it's It's a prayer meeting. I know the one service, you might not know. What is a one service? It's a prayer meeting. And, um, I walked in this Thursday and looked around and the teenagers outnumbered the adults. And you know, that also seemed to be the case um, at the uh, prayer at the Capitol, or not Cap, uh, what do you call it? Courthouse. Um, There were a lot of kids compared to the adults. And I'm like, you know what, this is, what is that, I'm sorry. Pull it up, that's gonna annoy me. Is that good? I'm sorry, you can tell I'm new to this. Anyway, I'm encouraged that what the Lord is gonna do with our kids. And um, I think it's a new day. It's uh, definitely, they have to be equipped um, for a different kind of battle um, than other generations. Every generation has their thing that um, the Lord equips us for. And I, I'm just excited and have such a heart, obviously, Mark and I, that's what we do, have such a heart for the Gen Z's, I guess is what you call them. And um, I'm encouraged, they're, I don't believe the media that, you know, they're not a bad group of kids. God's gonna touch them powerfully. And um, yeah, so that was cool to see Thursday night. So you guys come out and pray with, the, uh, pray with us every two weeks, our second Thursday of the month. So. Anyway, today, so the top, the title of the sharing, I'm not preaching, I'm sharing um, with you guys, is called Fruitful Life, and it's the father's heart from a mother's heart. So I am a mom, and I do have a mother's heart, all moms, you know, we just can't help it. I know we were laughing about kids not getting the chocolate, and, you, and we were talking, it's like, you know, moms are gonna give their kids their chocolate. Even if they really want it, they're gonna give it, because that's what mamas do. They, they give of themselves completely and always, you know? And it's a, it's a blessing. So, that's the, so we're gonna talk about a fruitful life. 
um, today. And let's just go ahead. I'm going to pray um, that the Lord will speak to us. He will calm my nerves, that I will be able to share truly, purely what the heart of the Father has to say to us today. So Father, help. <laughs> help, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you are our comforter. You are our um, truth. You lead us into truth. You rightly help us rightly divide your truth. Lord, you open our minds to um, understand and our hearts to receive spiritual seeds that you want to plant today, Father. I just pray for each and every person here, Lord. We all come from different places in different um, uh, seasons of the, the heart today, Lord. I pray that you would minister to each and every one of us individually in your powerful, unique way. And I thank you for that, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I'm going to be reading from... John chapter 15. If you guys want to turn. Whoop. Ooh, I didn't bring my reading glasses. <laughs> I've started using reading glasses and I did print out notes really big. So I didn't need them for that, but my Bible is a little, little tiny little words there. So we're going to read just right from the scripture, John 15. I'm going to have to back up here. I am the vine, true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These th things I have spoken to you, that my love may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servant, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, yay. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You, will, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide 
so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on, our, on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. But when the helper comes, hallelujah, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will bear witness about me and you will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. All right, that was a big old chunk of scripture. You can't go wrong. I was like, well, you can't go wrong reading the Bible. It's all good, you know, help me Jesus. So, you know, I'm gonna stick right to the word and won't venture too far off. But hey, I love this. Um, I just tend to go to John. I love the book of John. Um, He's all about the love, you know, he's like the fate. He says, aren't I your favorite? Kind of, you know, has kind of like that attitude of being the, the one that Jesus loves. And um, so I just really felt led to uh, go to that, to uh, pull that scripture and talk about fruitfulness. Because like I said, when I walked in on um, Thursday and saw the fruit, the fruit of you guys, your parenting, the fruit of Mark, I can't really take credit for it because I don't go to youth and I'm the little guys, but just fruit, you know? I'm walking in and I'm like, look at, look at Micah playing, Nova Lee and Brian's fruit. Look at Ezra, you know, the oh, Quinn praying. Fruit, fruitfulness, that is what um, it's all about, you know, in nature, the seed. You know, it just, it's like, it's in nature to produce mothers. You know, we're producing spiritual and physical moms. Like if you might not have natural kids, but you are reproducing, whether you know it or not. Teachers, I'm thinking of a couple of teachers that don't have kids, but they got a classroom, they really do. Um, sometimes they have more, more, you know, cause they're more available. And um, so it does, you don't have to have physical children to be a mother. And uh, you, just, you just love. And so we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna unpack, um, John 15 and, and, and the word abiding, because it talks a lot about abiding in the vine. I think there's an old song. I am a little bit like, I cannot preach like my father. Like he makes this look easy, it's not easy. But um, I, I do, the Lord does speak to me through songs, lyrics, they get stuck in my head, you know. I can't retain math and science very well, but I can tell you, songs from 1990, you know? So, um, but the Lord does kind of impress in me songs and movies and I was thinking of the old song, abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine, you know? Love, joy, peace, 
you know, patience, he has made them mine. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about abiding. What is abiding? I looked up the word abide in, it, in the Greek, because um, that's the New Testament, was originally written, and it's, I'm probably not gonna pronounce it right, minnow. <laughs> it's spelled just like that, like a little fish, minnow, which means to remain. In other words, abiding isn't something you do once and then you're done. Rather, it's something we do daily. So you get saved, you know, that's once, but you have to abide, remain in him. To abide is a verb, it is active. Abiding in Christ is not a feeling or a belief, but something we do, right? I'm a feeler. Like I think that women, most women are feelers. We can feel the the vibe, <laughs> the atmosphere, we can feel it, you know, and we said it, you know, if mama's not happy, usually the house is not happy. We just do. We are, we are atmosetters, right? We, um, we have a lot of power in that good and it could be used for not so good. So, um, but you know, feelings sometimes can uh, lead you astray. They're not facts sometimes. Sometimes, uh, they're just feelings, they're not facts. But uh, abiding, so whether you feel it or not, you do it. It's, 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 I choose, I choose to abide. I choose Jesus every day, I choose it. Um, it's, uh, it's also just, you know, I, I put in here, it's, what is abiding to me? It's living in Jesus. It's breathing in Jesus, it's walking in Jesus, it's talking in Jesus, it's thinking in Jesus, it's being fully immersed, or to use the term possessed with Jesus. You know, we use that term possessed negatively, but I'm like, hey, if you can be possessed by the devil, can't you be possessed by Jesus? Come on, we should be possessed by Jesus. You know, that stuff, it's real, it's real, it's spiritual. The spiritual stuff, I'm so sorry guys, that's um, it, you know, it's real. So I, I, I'm getting off my notes here, but um, the other day I was shopping for Lego night, by the way, Lego night is this week, this Friday. It's an outreach, you guys. We're not just coming in building Legos. We're also, we're getting them in. We're building family culture and we are teaching kids about Jesus during the fun. So please invite, invite your friends, little all the way to 12th grade. Anyway, that's a side note. Lego night. So I was shopping for Lego night and I went to Five and Below because they have good, are you gonna help? Thank you, Dad. Oh, praise the Lord. There we go. Maybe it's because I'm like moved too much or something. I'm a little, huh? Anyway, all right, what was I saying? I was shopping, shopping for Lego night. So I went to Five and Below to get some um, door prizes. And I, went, I noticed, I'm like, what is with all the witchcraft stuff? Like seriously, you know, like it was 
ridiculous. The books there, and it wasn't like cutesy, you know, stuff. It was legit like intro into witchcraft and book after book after book. I go over to the the keychains and it's like the crystal things. And then the, I didn't even know this was a thing, but dice with the horoscope. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this is like a store, you know, it's kind of aimed for junior high, you know, like that age bracket. And it kind of like take me off a little bit. But, it, and I hated to give them money, but I had to get, you know, I got to get some gifts. I'm like, well, I'm using it for the Lord, but it kind of take me off a little bit. So I am processing and praying to the Lord as I'm walking into the, the car to dump my stuff because I'm going to go over to Trader Joe's. And so I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm praying in my head, but I'm like, Lord, like, this is terrible. Like, Dad, I think Dad is right. <laughs> when, you know, he preached, I think, you know, this spiritual thing, like, we're going to have to know how to deal with kids that maybe have opened the door to stuff. Like, we need to be prepared. You know, I'm like, black processing. And I'm like, you know, really, um, help us, Lord, because we work with teenagers. And I do believe, like, that stuff opens the door to stuff that you don't want to deal with. And um, help, Lord, I, this is like, I don't know what to do about this. And, you know, just processing and praying. Well, I go into Trader Joe's and I'm in the, um, using the restroom real quick before I go out and I hear this crazy yelling, like, it's like swearing to God, like, F God, like just like to the top of his lungs, that's what he said, F God. And then this other stuff that made no sense, I have no idea what, it, it was just crazy, kind of like in a growl voice. And I'm like, <laughs> in the bathroom washing my hands and I'm like, oh Jesus, like is somebody mad out there? They're gonna like shoot up the place? Like, you know, I'm thinking of all these things. This is like the world we live in. And I'm like, <gasps> I start praying in the spirit. And then I'm like, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I speak Jesus right now in the name of Jesus. I'm like, Lord, what do I do? Do I hunker down? Like if the bullet's gonna start going, or do I go out? And I just kind of felt peace like, I'm just gonna go outside. I don't hear him anymore. And uh, I'll go out and it's to the manager and um, a worker were standing there and they're like standing there looking at me. They said, are you okay? And I'm like, uh, yeah, what, what was that? They said that. Some man was standing at the door where the bathroom was, where standing at the door just flipping out. And then he just left, left the grocery store. And I'm like, okay, I ticked off something now. Something's going on, you know, that I've ticked off in the atmosphere. And um, that, okay. So it kind of made me a little, this might sound weird to you, but I was kind of like, Whew, okay, I can, I, this, all right, I understand this. Like, it's not like a, you know, mental thing where somebody's just shooting up. I'm like, oh, okay. I have ticked off some supernatural things and you know what? The name of Jesus just kicked them right out, you know? So, right? We should be walking in the spirit. You know, this is walking in Jesus, talking in Jesus, thinking in Jesus, well, you know, just he should, we should be possessed with Jesus. It shouldn't be 
Today is Sunday. This is Jesus Day. Monday, okay, now Monday's school day. Monday's work day. Tuesday's work day. No, 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 no. Like Jesus all day long. Jesus washing dishes. It's not something kooky. It's just your heart is turned toward, towards him constantly, you know? And, and, it, and it's, you're, not, you're not so like, woo, flighty where you're no earthly good. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just oh, an awareness of remaining in him, an attentiveness, a yes to him always. Not a, there's, we don't have to worry about, no, I can't do this. No, I can't do this. Like managing the nose. Right? I don't believe in that. We don't manage the nose like, well, I shouldn't be doing this and I shouldn't be. No, if you just have a yes to Jesus, it takes care of the other, just kind of whoop, falls off, right? It's a yes, Jesus, and the other, I'm not even, I don't even think about what I can't do because I'm so possessed with what I can do, you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm kind of spacey sometimes. <laughs> but that's the way I just am like, yes, to Jesus. So when you're walking, when you're talking, then you don't have to manage. Oh, should I say that? Should I not say that? Should I go there? Should I not go there? I just, I've given myself over to him completely. I've just laid myself right out on his altar and I'm, you know, so I don't have to manage. I got to keep on this front here. Oh, but when I'm over here with these friends, I gotta do, do, be this. And when I'm over here, that is just stressful. I can't live like that. I can't live like that. I gotta live true and I gotta let yes to Jesus. So it's living in him. It's living in Jesus. It's breathing in Jesus. It's walking in Jesus. It's talking in Jesus. It's thinking. We should have the mind of Christ. It's thinking in him, fully possessed by him. And then you might take off your, your the thing in you, might irritate the thing in somebody else, but that's okay. That's good. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So God, you know, the, my prayers are like, that was like, I was thinking, you know, it wasn't this super powerful prayer. I was just kind of processing with the Lord about the witchcraft stuff. And I'm like, oh, that processing was kind of powerful, I guess, because he, you know? So it matters, it matters. So let's go to point two. <laughs> Why is it so important to abide? And I've, I've got some verses. We're gonna break it down here again. I am the vine, you are the branches. Verse five, whoever abides in me, I in him. He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's true. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So if we don't bear fruit, we don't abide in him, we don't bear fruit. You can't do anything without him. You can't like will it to happen. You have to be in union with him, intimate with him, close. Like there has to be a, so a connection with him. And then it's no, it's effortless, right? It just, the fruit just pops off, right? Pops off your trees. It's just effortless. Um, we will be judged according to our lack of fruit, I don't want to, like, fire and brimstone today, but, you know, like, eh, Jesus, you know, he likes 
to find fruit. And like, you know, do you know the story? I can't remember what it is, where he find, goes to the fig tree, right? Jesus gets hungry. He wants a fig. The, the, tr- the tree's not bearing fruit for him to eat, literally, literal fruit. And what does, Je- what does Jesus do? He curses it. He cursed that tree. That is something else. Sweet Jesus cursed the tree because he was hungry. So what is it, Caleb? Is it Caleb that says Jesus gets hangry? Do you guys get hangry? You're like hungry? I know, I'm, that's not disrespectful to Jesus, but I think that's funny because I get hangry when I need food. Jesus wanted fruit and that tree was not doing its job. Bam, he judged it. So, you know, just like in the, the physical we need to bear fruit. We will have a pr- prayer, a powerful prayer life. You know, it says, you know, when you ask, it's gonna be done for you. And I think the reason I think that is is because you're not asking out of like your, your own worldly perception. You've, you are so close with him that you start to pray, pray his prayers, right? You start to think like he thinks, and so you pray his perfect will. It's not, oh, I like a new car, or I really like you to do, fix this thing. Well, maybe God doesn't want to fix that thing because the thing needs, is working stuff out of you. You know what I mean? So your prayers will be powerful because you're so in connection with him, you're praying his will is coming out. We glorify God when we, bear, when we abide and bear fruit. It says it, my father is glorified. Um, and we prove that we are his disciples. So if you don't have fruit, then you'll be like, well, maybe I'm not really walking as a disciple. I need to fix that, you know? Let's go on. How do we bear fruit? Or how do we abide? Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. How How do we abide? So um, verse nine through 13, as the father has loved me, so I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments, abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that your joy may be, that joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Do you guys want joy? It's more than an emotion. It's like a, a seat you just are set in there. You just are living a joyful life. Even does it mean happy? It just it's like a just a, a well being. It is well with my soul kind of feeling down down in there. Um, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends. And that popped out, you know, for Mother's Day today. So, you know, moms do that. They lay down their lives. So do dads, but I'm a mom, so I'm gonna speak from a mom's heart today. But mothers do, like, right? Anybody had a C-section here, you know? You're like literally laying your life down. Um, you're daily, you know? If you've got spiritual kids, you've got adopted kids, you are, it's a selfless day-to-day thing. And it's all good, right? I mean, sometimes you're like, oh, you know, my boys are getting older, so I'm not in the toddler stage. Toddlers are hard. And you're just constantly wiping and cleaning and knowing and, you know? So, but... It's, it's, a, it's a self-sacrificial thing. Um, but Jesus laid down his life for us. We're being like Jesus. 
when we're momming it, you know? Um, living in love, living in love, that's how we abide, living in it. So this is kind of like what I was saying about live in Jesus, breathe in Jesus, it's Jesus. And uh, he said, keep my commandments. And, you know, sometimes you hear commandments, you think, Charlton Heston, you know, the Ten Commandments, Moses, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's kind of a lot to keep, you know, a lot of, a lot of thou shalt not. So Jesus knows us, and he simplified it. Even, I mean, he's so patient. God, oh, he's so patient. He simplified it down to do. And let's look at Matthew. Let's go to Matthew 22. See the simplified, the simplified version of our command that we've got to follow here. <clears throat> and I believe it's because it takes, like I said, the yes. You don't have to worry about all the no's if you just say yes, and this is it. Like, you're not going to do the, all the, the ten things that you shouldn't do. If you get this, it takes care of it. So let's read it. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now that sounds really easy, but loving is hard. <laughs> Sometimes when we're trying to do it without abiding, we're trying to do it by ourselves, it's hard because sometimes it's, your neighbor's not easy to love, right? Loving your enemy, it's not easy. It's really kind of impossible, truth, truthfully, without the Lord. But all things are possible through Jesus, right? Who gives us strength to do it. Um, but these are the, those are the, that's it, love. You need to love the Lord your God not just with your words, but with your heart, with your soul, and with your mind. You set your mind on it and love your neighbor as yourself. And you've got to love yourself. You know, that sticks out to me. I'm like, oh, if, you can't, if you're not loving yourself, then you're not loving, you, then you're, if you're treating yourself bad, then you're gonna, well, how are you gonna do your neighbor, you know? So make sure you get that taken care of. But I feel like, you know, if you are just, it's not hard and it's not, you just gotta lay it all down. Just lay yourself down to Jesus and surrender. I think, is that what um, Moses, right? Moses last week, didn't he preach on that? I, did, I missed it, I was back in the two-year-old room. Surrender, that's what it's about. Surrendering it all, right? I'm checking my time because I didn't want to zoom through because we had a special Mother's Day project I was going to do with the two-year-olds, and I want to make sure they get that done <laughs> before I release you guys. And I just said, Mommy, you don't even need to worry about what's going on back there. You just need to focus. I'm like, yeah, but I want them to finish their thing. So we're good. All right. Point four, what happens when we abide, Okay. Let's look, we're gonna go back to the scriptures, 14 through 16. You are my friends if you do what I command. That's good. I wanna be friends with Jesus. And I feel like that's what that is. It's like 
you're walking at the store and you're like processing with them. That's what friends do, right? We pro women, women, we do like, so I like to process with my friends. I like, you know, just kind of figure out what, what, what I'm feeling. I process it out loud with, you know, some coffee and good conversation. It should be like that with Jesus, right? No longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Isn't that great? We can know what he's thinking. We can know what he's feeling. He lets us know it. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, here it is again, you may, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Are you picking up? It's like he cares a lot about that, loving one another. We become his friends, not just servants. We begin to have abiding fruit. What's abiding fruit? Fruit that lasts, Right? I have a little story, um, this happened yesterday. Mark shared it and I said, ah, oh, that reminds me of a point that um, I was working on. So yesterday, Mark took the boys, they went to see one of the youth play baseball and then um, Bass Pro and I don't know wherever they went. And um, they wanted to bring me home some Thai food for Mother's Day because I like Red curry chicken, very much so. Anyway, so they, they went to Thai by Sea. I think that's what it's called in Short Pump. Haven't gone, you need to go there. It's um, right behind Old Foods. So anyway, he went there, and if you guys know Mark, I, we tease him that he is, I call him like the restaurant missionary. You've heard, like, he, he just can't help himself that he wants to talk to people about Jesus at the restaurant. And <laughs> I, I, I'm, I will admit sometimes I'm like, come on, let's go. But, um, you know, it's amazing how many people have never heard Jesus, of Jesus in America. You know, we, we are all about foreign missions and I am, uh, yes, me too. I've got friends that are on the field, but let's not forget home. Like, good gracious, people don't know about Jesus in America we need to be telling people about Jesus. Anyway, Mark makes it his mission at, at restaurants to talk to people about Jesus. So anyway, he was talking to the guy who owns um, the Thai restaurant, and he got so excited, the, the owner, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, oh, yes, I actually, I graduated from Bangkok Christian University. Look it up. He's like, you got to look it up. Um, he was just super sweet, awesome man. And... Um, so Mark, when he got home, he looked up the, uh, the uh, Bible college. Hold on. Hold on. And um, we love history. We're like history nerds, so we were all into that. I looked it up. It, had, it was a <clears throat> university, Christian university, planted in Bangkok in 1852. That's a long time ago. Like, we're talking, like, before Civil War time. And three American missionaries, Presbyterian missionaries, went and set it up. Now they have a hospital there. 
and uh, a Christian university still going on today. And a man in short pump is a believer owning a business who is a graduate. That is what I call abiding fruit, right? That's amazing, abiding fruit. It inspired me. I, I was like in tears, Mark and I, where we were just like, think about that. Especially in the time that, they, that it was set up, like our country was on fire, really, you know? It was hostile times. Yet the kingdom of God advances, right? We should be kingdom-minded, not, oh God, are we gonna make it? You know, the, our country, we, believe me, the country, we need the Lord. But like, look what God can do in the midst of, you know, dark times in America, there's some Americans over there rocking it for the gospel in Bangkok. And, it's, and Bangkok's pretty, you know, it, it's dark place. But it is still, that's abiding fruit. I want some abiding fruit, fruit that lasts, right? You never know. You never know the person you're talking to, the one person, what they'll do. And then they'll do, and they'll do. It's like dominoes, right? These kids, think about it. Every person matters. You guys all have, we all have our circle of influence. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, I am a stay-at-home mom. But my kids, right? I'm pouring into my kids. That's my mission field. Like, they're gonna be men of God. They are. <laughs> By God. Yeah. If I have to, I do. I did one time to Ezra, bless Ezra. You were, <laughs> oh, what a man of God he is. But um, in the bathroom, I remember with my wooden spoon, I don't, don't judge me. The Bible says to spank your children, but we won't go there. But anyway, not in anger, but um, I had a spoon and I was a little angry this day because I mean, we talk about it. And I'm like, Ezra, because he's a very strong-willed person. And it's so good because that's how he plays the piano because he's determined and God, it's a gift from the Lord. But I was like, you know, he thought he was smarter than mommy sometimes. And I'm like, you will be a man of God. You will if I have to beat it out of you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ezra. I wasn't hitting him. I was just, I probably looked crazy to his little, his little eyes. I was just shaking. I fixed it. I didn't even have to spank him. I scared the mess out of him. Oh, yes. Bless the Lord. But yes, abiding fruit. I want that. That's encouraging to me. Fruit that lasts. We will begin to have an effective and powerful prayer life. We talked about that. That's what happens when we abide. We begin to hear what the Lord wants and pray it. Let your kingdom come, Lord. I don't know what it looks like. Sometimes we try to like figure out what that means. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I'm praying your will, God. I don't know the right way. You do. Help, right? And, it, and then our prayers have some oomph to them. Um, we begin to genuinely love people when we abide. That is true. I have had some challenging neighbors <laughs> that I had a hard time loving. And I wanted to like come up with all the reasons why, you know, and the Bible says to love them. And when you don't, I'm like, okay, I'm not 
releasing, surrendering, laying it down. And when you do lay it down, then you just like, oh, Jesus, and you get lost in him. Then all of a sudden you kind of feel this, just like, you know, love them. You know, if you don't love them, start praying for them. Mark told me that. He's like, if you don't, if you're having a hard time with them, start praying for them. Then it's like when you, what you put your prayer to, you start to care about. Then you start to genuinely want good for them. You know, we're supposed to pray. We're not, the Bible, I was convicted this week. I was reading, it was like, speak evil of no one. And I was convicted, you know, some, you know, the things that are going on in our country and you might feel like maybe they're not doing the right job. And we're not supposed to speak evil of them. Now that's not to like not speak truth. You can speak truth in love, but to like, God, help them. They need you, Jesus. They need you, like help them. If there is anything that's open in their heart, get them, get them, Lord. And we are to pray for our leaders. We're to pray, not curse, to bless, not curse. I mean, there's so many scriptures you can say, you know, this is supposed to be a blessing and healing, not curses, you know. Anyway, I'm convicted of that. So when we abide in him, it becomes easy. We don't have to... Manage, oh, can't say that, oh, can't do that. You know, we're just, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. And we're filled with him. And then we have true joy because our delight is in him, right? We start to feel, feel the pleasure of the Lord. <clears throat> and then there's this big chunk, verse 18 through 25 is a warning. And I don't want, I don't, this is a really long so I won't read it all. But basically, um, the world is going to hate you, right? He said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, this is comforting to me, the world would love you as its own. Because has anybody ever felt rejected? You've got friends that you love, but maybe they're not walking with the Lord and then you love them, but may, they don't love you anymore. Because probably because the thing in you is irritating what they're walking in, right? Do you understand? And so it hurts. It stinks. It hurts. But you know what? Take comfort like you're not alone. Jesus said these things are going to happen. The world, if there's something wrong, if everybody's like, you're awesome. You're so amazing. Like, I would get a little concerned if the world, like worldly people, like, oh, you're just so great. You know, no, like the world's gonna hate you when you, you are walking in truth in Jesus, abiding in him. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on the account of who? My name. Because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father. This is Jesus talking. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But they now have been they have, but now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. So 
If you're living an abiding life, just know, you know, that's gonna happen. It's okay. You're not alone. And here's the encouragement, verse 26 through 27. But when the helper comes, that's the Holy Spirit, whom I will send you from the Father, the, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you will also bear witness. So we've got the Holy Spirit, right? When you say yes to Jesus, the Spirit comes in you, and he bear witnesses in you, right? The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. That's what the Bible says. So the power to raise the dead, you're walking around with it. Can you believe that? That just like, I don't feel it, but you know what? Facts over feelings, right? I don't feel like I'm carrying around this like resurrection power, but it's true. It's a fact. And so that brings comfort to me that I'm not doing this alone. Like Trader Joe's, we have power in Jesus. You speak the name of Jesus, that thing's got to go. You're not gonna harass me, you know, right? So we're not alone. The Holy Spirit leads us in truth. All right, I'm about to wrap it up. So all this stuff, we're talking about fruit. Let's, we hadn't really talked about what is fruit. And this is our last scripture for the day. Galatians 5.22. Wow, I cannot see that. Okay, it lists it out. I'm not gonna, if you guys want to, it's probably good to also read the works of the flesh, but we're not, we're gonna focus on the works of the, the fruits of the Spirit in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Right? I think of that when I said, like, laying yourself on the altar. To me, it's not as gruesome scene as being, like, literally crucified, but, I mean, if it helps you to visualize that, okay. But, like, when you lay yourself down in full surrender, you know, just laid out, and you've got this, yes, Lord, yes. All that stuff, the nose, just, just fall away, and it's not, it's not a hard thing. Then you're just like, fill me up, Lord, so that I have Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? The good stuff. Now, I'm not saying we're like, like perfect. We're not just like the, Jesus is perfect, but we should be becoming the image of Christ, right? Paul said, he said he felt like Mother's Day, we're talking about it, like birthing pains, until Christ is formed in you. I talked to Mark about that. I said, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of think, I, I know what, I feel like 
like you want so badly for someone to make the right choice. You know, when you're working with kid, your kids, you might have kids that have walked away from the Lord and you so badly, it like, it's painful. You want them to choose right. Especially if you've had experience and you've gone down the wrong road, you're like, no, don't do it. Death is at that end. Death. Life is this way. And you want them to choose life. You almost want just people you're working with, you know, work with people. Like we've been working with kids, gosh, for a long time. And some have grown up and are serving the Lord and some have walked away. And that just kills you. You feel it's like birthing pains until Christ is formed in you. So we should be coming like Christ. He's in us. And uh, we want that fruit. We want the good stuff, right? What are we producing? Help me, Jesus. I know sometimes I'm like, Lord, I need some more self-control. I'm about to lose it. If I have to pick five towels off the floor in your bedroom, I'm going to hang you with those towels. I did say that the other day. (laughs) I'm going to hang you with all those towels I keep finding. I'm tired of washing towels for the hundred millionth time. Anyway, help. I need more fruit, Lord, you know. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm disciplined. Like, you got to learn, you know. Your wife's not going to like that one day. Pick that towel. Anyway, what is my fruit? Fruit check. It's a good time, you know, go home with the Lord. There's no, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? The Lord leads us with his love. And like, oh, you might want to fix that. You might want to, you know, it's gentle. It's kind. Well, and sometimes if you don't listen, it's not, you know, it's, painful, but just say, yes, yes, Lord, I'll fix it. And it's easy. So the fruit, and so ask yourself, do a fruit check. And then also, who am I producing? Um, One of the teachers, Hunter and I went to the same Bible college and um, Richard Crisco would always say this thing. He'd say, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And that has stuck with me more than anything, I think, that I, I couldn't tell you. Like, forming a sermon today, I'm like, I don't remember how to, like, exegeting and homily. I'm like, I don't remember any of that stuff and the different ways to set up your sermon. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm used to talking to preschoolers. Help me, Lord. But the one thing I do remember is he said, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. So you might be saying this, but you're doing something else. Your kids will mimic it. They're not going to be listening and doing what you say. They're going to be doing what you do. So we see it. (laughs) You guys are doing a good job. This is, you know, it's not you guys. It's the other church down the road. (laughs) You guys are, this is not, I'm not like passively, aggressively saying, you need to work on your kid. No, no, you guys do great. But it is true. Like, you know, I've noticed that with my own, like parenting, like, hmm, wonder where they got that attitude. Ah, wonder where they heard that from, you know? Hmm, I need to work on me. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. 
<laughs> not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, you know, right? I always like when I point this, I have, there's more fingers pointing back at me. So what are we like reproducing? You know, usually they're mimicking um, anybody you're working with. It doesn't have to be just kids. It's, it's in your workplace, you know, like there, people watch, they mimic, you know, when we're friend, if you're with somebody a whole lot, you'll start to mimic their mannerisms. They're, you know, if you've done that, I had good friends in Missouri and we would start to, I'd pick up like little funny little things that they would do or, or even like accents, you know, like we, we, we mirror who we're around a lot. So it's really important, this is not even on my notes, but it's really important who we spend our time with, right? Because you do mimic who you're with. So like if you're spending a lot of time with Jesus, right? You're gonna mirror him. But if you're not spending time with Jesus, good luck. You're, you can do nothing. You're not gonna produce fruit. You're gonna be producing, you're gonna be acting like whoever you're with, Right? The world, binge watching the shows. I've had to, you know, like, like that. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Like, we will mirror him. When we, when we spend time with Jesus, it will show. Right? Yes, it will. It will. So, help us. Help us, Jesus. I, um... I want to be more like him, right? We don't arrive until we're dead. Then it's too late to do anything. But I want to be like Jesus. I want to talk like Jesus. I want to think like Jesus. I want my, my, uh, my whole being to love him with my heart, my mind, and my soul. I want to be possessed with Jesus so that it's not hard. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. If it's hard, maybe you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Mark and I talk like that. I'm like, I think, you know, it's like, oh, it's such a hard thing to serve the Lord. Mm-mm. The Bible says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We might be trying to drag some other things along with us. Maybe that's what's holding us down. But, and I have realized that. And had to let some stuff go. Forgiveness. You know, walk in love. And be like him. Every day. Every day. You never arrive. It's a, it's a, it, today, I'm abiding. I'm remaining. Today, I say yes to you, Jesus. The next day, today, I say yes to you, Jesus. Today, I say yes to you, Jesus. Even when I don't feel like it, right? I choose it. Keep yourself, the Bible says, keep yourself in the love of God. And it is, it's, it's an action. You've got to do, like, it, you've got to keep yourself. It's an, act, an action, it's a verb, right? All right. Hopefully I didn't finish too soon. Let's pray. Let's put our hands on our hearts. Father, I thank you so much for your word, God. Your word directs us and guides us into truth. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that helps us, empowers us, 
to live the way that you want us to live, and it's for our good. You have plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. Lord, you have created us to bear fruit. It's just, it's in the world. You want fruit. You want us to multiply. You want us to be disciples, to go into the world, to do it in our homes. You want us to live like you, talk like you. Lord, help us. Forgive us when we are not, we're not abiding in you. Lord, Lord, just speak to us right now, Father. Father, that we would realize the beauty of who you are, that the world would not hold any kind of, any kind of, uh, Luring, or that would even want our, we wouldn't want to even give our attention to it because it's just so repulsive. Because we are so enamored with your beauty that we want you, that we would just scream yes, and the bottom from the bottom of our feet to the top of our head, that it was just yes, we want you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would awaken our hearts to love, to want to love, to want want you and not the world. I thank you that you put it in us, Lord, to want you. you did, we didn't choose you. You chose us, Father, and I thank you. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord, that you would just do that in our hearts today, that we would want more fruit, that we would please you and glorify you because we bear much fruit, Lord. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You'll forgive me if I'm a little bit proud this morning. So. But you know, I, as I was sitting there listening to Charity, I kept getting this image of this little girl about this tall with long blonde hair down the middle of her back walking past me while I'm, we were passing. I was in Bible college. She was in a children's uh, preschool. It was, it was all in the same building. And she'd go by looking, making sure Daddy could see her when she was going by to her, all her little class and that, you know. And uh, Jeannie and I were talking about this week how blessed we are with our children. All three of our children, they serve the Lord. And Jeannie said, Dad, you know, we have never spent a sleepless night with any of our children our whole life, you know, because they love the Lord. And, and it's a reflection, mostly, I think, of their mom. Jeannie was just such a great mom. She is a great mom. She's a mommy to everybody. That, she said, I, there's a lot of things that maybe I didn't do well in life, but one thing that I do is I'm a mommy. And she, uh, she mommies our goldfish, she mommies our dog, she mommies the rabbits, anything. If it's breathing, she was worried about this little bird. In the, it's, it's, a, it's, a bird it's a kill deer. It laid four eggs in our driveway. I had to put up some cones so nobody would drive a truck over the... And she, her, she's heartbroken now because I think a fox got the little bird and the, 
And so anyway, that's, that's just Gigi, you know. You'll see these little kids come over and just, because she's just a mommy, you know. And, and I think the kids, they just turned out so well. And, and I, I watch them as they're raising their children. Let me tell you something, Mom and Dad. And if, if you've raised children and they're not serving the Lord today, as long as you got breath and as long as they've got breath, there is still hope. You keep praying for the power of prayer will change it. I promise you, just keep praying and believing and God will bring them in. The Bible says that if you raise them up in the way they should go, when they are old, they will not depart from it. And, and when, when getting old, reaching that age of maturity, there's no age limit on that. Because there are some 15-year-olds that think they're 55 and they act like they're 55, you know. And there are some 55-year-olds that think and act like they're 15. You know, so people to mature to different places. But at some point, the dots are going to connect and they're, we're just believing God. How, how many of you, I don't know if I'm going to do that or not, but if you're believing for a child that's going astray, let's just take a minute and pray for them. Can we do that? Because I'm up here boasting about my children. Some of you are heartbroken, you know, and my heart goes out to you. It really does. Because I was thinking about that too, sitting there, how proud I am of my children and how some of you is like, man, I wish my children would will serve the Lord, you know? And, and if, you, if you're one of those, come on, God can get through to them. I was listening to John, I'm not gonna preach, I promise, but I was listening to John Hagee this morning. The reason I didn't preach is because any minute I could get a tickle in my throat and start coughing. I've got this sinus thing going on. But John Hagee was talking about this morning, he said, I had absolutely no desire to do anything for God. In fact, he said, I had just gotten an application, got an acceptance from a military school and I told my mom and dad, when I'm 18, I'm out of here. Take a picture of me because it's the last time you'll ever lay, lay eyes on me. And she said, well, all I'm going to do is just talk to Jesus about you. And within three months' time, he said, I was on my way to Bible college. Just like that. Come on, guys. God can do some miraculous things. Amen. And so if you're one of those this morning, let's just, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, the prodigal, God, they're not beyond your reach, Lord. And Father, my heart goes out to those this morning, Father, who would just love to know that you, your word says we have no greater joy than to hear that our children serve the Lord. And God, I pray for those that's gone astray, God. Lord, bring them back, Lord. I know their mothers today, Lord, that just maybe they made some mistakes. They didn't do it right, God, and they're wishing I could go and do it over again, and they can't. But God, you can fix anything. This I know. You can fix anything. So God, we just ask you in Jesus' name to undo what's been done, God, to repair what's been broken, Lord. Lord, the clay is still in your hands, God. And you can reform it and reshape it and remake it. And we ask you, God, in Jesus' name to do that now. Amen, amen. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to dismiss in prayer. <clears throat> We're going to do a song before we do that, right? <clears throat> I started a little over a year ago praising God coming in and praising God going out. And I just want to do that. We enter his courts with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. And I want to leave the same way. So Hunter, why don't you, before I pray, why don't you just take it to the throne with a song? If you've got a need and you want prayer this morning, the elders are here. They'll pray for you. If you want to come, the altar is open. It doesn't matter. It may not have anything to do with the message today. Maybe you just got something you need to bring before the Lord. The altar is open. And so please come and pray. Hunter.
Also, I, you know, I was talking about my kids, and also I have been just super blessed with two sweet, beautiful daughter-in-loves that's doing a great job raising my grandchildren. Let me tell you something. What you do in moderation, your children will do in excess. All right? Just remember that. So if you love the Lord, they're going to love them even more. Right, and I'm seeing that in my in my children. I, I told Jeannie, I said both of my boys are better fathers and better husbands than I ever thought about being. And my daughter-in-laws, they are just doing super, super good. I, I I sent one of them a text this week. I knew she was thirty something, but I said, I just thank God that forty plus years ago, God just chose me. A... <laughs> she texted back, said, "Pappy, I am not forty years old." Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I love my kids. I love my daughter-in-laws. I love my son-in-law. 
God's good. And, and this morning, too, if I could just put one more plug in. You know, Charity was a children's, uh, uh, children's church pastor in First Assembly of God in Charlottesville. And, and Mark was the youth pastor. Now, the reason you just heard that clap is because some of their youth are now in our church. They're married, and their children are in, ch in the children's ministry here. So, so I call that abiding fruit. Amen? Right? That's abiding fruit. So praise God. We want to see that just continue through until Jesus comes. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you so much, Lord, that we have just a wonderful church, God, and it's people love each other. Lord, I know sometimes, God, families quarrel and families have misunderstandings and, and there's things that we don't always do just right. But Lord, we know that through you anything can be repaired, Lord, and we just we want to walk in love and forgiveness and grace and mercy and kindness. So, Lord, you just help us, Lord, to work through all the different things, Lord. Families, they, they, they're not perfect, God, but, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that our churches, we do have a loving heart, God. And, Father, we pray that you always help us to keep that, Lord, and help us to encourage one another, Lord. And, uh, Father, that we can, we, it's Mother's Day, Lord, and we, we're so thankful for our mothers, God. But, Father, you are a nurturer, and the Spirit of God is in us to nurture one another. You are the breasted one, the Bible says. And so, Lord, you just help us to have that nurturing spirit towards one another, God. Now, Father, bless our moms today, Lord, as they're going in, in, at home and their families are going to gather around them and honor the moms. Lord, you told us to honor our mother and father, which is the first commandment with promise that our days will be long on the earth. So, God, we pray that the moms would just be blessed today. Lord, if there's ladies here that maybe they, they've never had that experience of being a mother, Lord. They still are a mom, God. They, they, it is charity shared this morning, Lord. They mother uh, other ch children, God. And so, Lord, just bless them as well, we pray in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I speak a blessing over the body of Christ today as we depart, Lord. Let, your, let every home be blessed, O God. Father, let the Holy Spirit just rest there. God, I pray you strengthen the family today, God, husbands and wives, Lord. Parents and their children, one and, and siblings, one with each other, oh God. Lord, those that are traveling their journey alone, Lord, and they're looking for that mate, Father, just like we shared last week, Lord, with Abby and Moses finding each other, Lord, there's other people, God. Just this week, Lord, I was thinking about that young lady. You know who I'm talking about. Lord, there's a young man out there somewhere that's going to love her. And God, I'm just I'm calling him in, Father, in Jesus' name, that they can find their mate, Lord, the perfect mate for them. God, you know who it is. You know where they are. Lord, I pray that you bring them together now, Lord. And if they're content, Lord, just to serve you, then, Lord, you, you be their mate and their comfort. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, church.